You're listening to the Wild Worship Podcast with your host, Kimberly Bulgin, and it is my prayer that somebody will be inspired today, that somebody will be excited, that somebody would even be challenged to live a life of worship unto God that is wild and free. Today, let's talk about worship and social justice, how worship and justice intersect. Before we get started, I do want to share some great, great news. For all of you that have been supporting me thus far, I want to send a special thank you to all of you, first of all. And I'm excited to share with you that if you have been growing in your walk with God, growing and embracing and celebrating the freedom that you have in Jesus to be your authentic self, to be your true self, to be your real wild self, (laughs) I'm so excited to invite you to browse the t-shirts that I now have available at wildworship.com, W www.wildworship.com. So excited, y'all. Head over to that website. Check it out. There, Each t-shirt has a bold message that will highlight the joy that you now have to live in the presence of God every single day with no guilt, no shame, no condemnation. It's a movement, y'all. I'm excited to have you all to be a part of it. And if this ministry has blessed you in any way and you're looking for ways to help others be set free as, as you have been set free, please consider supporting wild worship by purchasing one of our t-shirts it'll be a blessing i'm so excited to see how god is going to move through this ministry head over to www.wildworship.com so yes let's talk about worship and social justice i want to open up by reading a scripture found in the book of luke It's uh, Jesus speaking. He's quoting Isaiah, Luke chapter four, and it reads, God's spirit is on me. He's chosen me to preach the message of good news to the poor. He sent me to announce pardon to prisoners and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the burdened and battered free, to announce this is God's year to act. This is Jesus speaking. There's another text in Amos in the Old Testament. Amos is speaking to the people of Israel and he's saying, this is, he's speaking on behalf of God and this is what he's saying. I can't stand your religious meetings. I'm fed up with your conferences and conventions. I'm reading from the Message Bible. I want nothing to do with your religion projects, your pretentious slogans and goals. I'm sick of your fundraising schemes, your public relations and image making. I've had all I can take of your noisy ego music. When was the last time you sang to me? Do you know what I want? This is God speaking through Amos. Do you know what I want? I want justice, (laughs) oceans of it. I want fairness, rivers of it. That's what I want. That's all I want. And you can find that in the book of Amos chapter five. Talking about worship and justice today. There are some things in life that go together that you can't have one without the other, uh, like macaroni and cheese. Uh, If you are a person that could have pasta by itself without any sauce whatsoever, I'm going to go ahead and pray for you. I'm not judging you. I'm just going to pray because I just believe in my heart that macaroni and cheese go together. I believe that peanut butter and jelly go together, right? These are things that, in my humble opinion, cannot be separated. Then you have things like coins. You have to have both sides to a coin, or if you want a zipper to zip all 
the way up. You need to have both sides of the zipper in order for it to be working effectively. You can't have one without the other. They have to go together. And likewise, with worship and justice, they cannot be separated. You cannot divorce justice from worship. You cannot divorce worship from justice. They need to be together. Worship, this is why. Worship is acknowledging God for all he has done. And worship is also about worshiping God for who he is. And one of the things, one of the characteristics of God is that he is a God of love and he is a lover of people, people, real human beings. And if we're going to worship God for all that he says that he is, that means that we have to worship him because he loves our brothers and sisters, which means that I think there is somewhat of a bit of tension in the body of Christ uh, that I've noticed, and you can correct me if I'm wrong in our discussion on social media, but I feel like there's almost, as it it seems, two camps. You have uh, the church folk that are activists, that are, you know, community out there in the community doing all that they can to to help those that are less fortunate. And then you got the people that are um, at the the worship conferences, that are at the worship concerts, that are front in line for worship services, that they, you know, they're they just love to sing and to lift hands and praise and to just worship the Lord. They love a good worship experience. And I'm wondering, though, um, can the worshiper also be an activist? And can the activist, those that are just as passionate about getting on the streets and doing service for the Lord, can we also, can those people also be just as passionate about the presence of God and experiencing God in worship? And I don't think it needs to be either or, especially in the season that we are living in now, the times that we are in, it has to be both. We need both worshipers and activists, or we need worshipers that are active. There it is. We need worshipers that are active, not only in not only in expressing their emotions and expressing how they feel about God, but also in expressing the love that God has for his people through them. That's what needs to be happening amongst Christians. Because if worship does not change what you do, what's the point of singing? If worship doesn't change how you live, what's the point of raising up your hands and singing songs of praise each and every week? The way we worship should change the way that we think. The way that we worship should change, literally change the trajectory of how we live our lives. And based on the commentary that I've been seeing floating around social media, floating around the news, floating around uh, the radio, I, I am just wondering if our minds as worshipers are truly changing towards the things of God. And that's what worship should be doing for us. Worship should be causing a change on the inside. If we want to experience just worship, I have three things, worship and justice intersecting, that demonstrates or shows that we are indeed uh, experiencing just worship worship that is just worship that 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 uplifts the 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 justice and the mercy of god and not just worship that flows uh vertically but also flows horizontally the first thing just worship is about changing the content of our prayers changing the content of our prayers you know i i get a little nervous 
I get a little wary of prayers, even my prayers included. I get a little nervous when our prayers only focus on ourselves and the prosperity of those that are close to us and the prosperity of us. And worship is real. Worship is just when it's not so much about us and our self-gratification, but it's about asking God to help us find ways to eradicate the needs of others around us that are going through it. Check your prayer life. Is your prayer life centered mostly on you, mostly on things that are affecting you? Or is your, wor- is your prayer life, is your worship life uh, considering and, 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 and interceding for those that are going through it, that are less fortunate, that are poor, that are oppressed? Is your worship life, is your prayer life centered around these type of people? For many of us, you know, our prayer life does not extend beyond ourselves. It centers around our needs and our wants and for worship to extend beyond ourselves into the realm of justice, we have to stop thinking about ourselves and start and start thinking about others. And especially within this materialistic first world society that we have with our first world problems, it needs to go a step further in our prayers and actually begin to acknowledge and confess and repent of our own participation in habits and structures and systems that that oppress those that are still less fortunate that that ignore the injustices of others because let's be honest you know those of us that are living in America we are enjoying many things that people in other countries don't have access to even within our own country that don't have access to and if we are not careful and we are just praying to God that he consistently you know fills up our increase and fills up our homes with more stuff and fills up our 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 lives with more things that we need forgetting those that are that are in need of just the basic needs of to have to have a, a a a life that is without issues and without concerns if we're only concerned about our issues that is a problem just worship is about changing the content of our prayers the next thing is that just worship worship and justice when they intersect it captures god's heart and his heart for people So yes, worship is about singing, I give myself away so you can use me. Worship is about saying, my storage is empty and I am available to you. Worship is about giving yourself wholly to God. It's about singing your heart out, right? It's about loving him fully. It's about loving him extravagantly. It's about loving God radically and letting the whole world know that you are crazy in love with Jesus, right? Worship should cause us to love God above all things, to help us focus fully on him. But, but if we do not love others in that same extravagant, radical way, we're not really loving God as we should. Our hearts, yes, must be postured for worship to God. And it must also be postured for justice to our brothers and sisters. We need both. It can't be separate. We need both of them. So what am I saying? What am I saying? I'm saying that worship without justice dishonors God. What does that look like, Pastor Kim? I'm so glad that you asked. So that means, yes, we go to church or we are in our homes and in our cars. Go ahead and lift up your hands and praise unto God. But those same hands, those same hands need to stretch forward and help somebody else who is going through it, who needs our help, who needs, who's struggling and needs our who needs our assistance. Yes, we can go ahead and shout unto God and to sing songs 
lungs of praise at the top of our lungs, but the same mouth that we use in worship and to sing songs of praise unto God, that same mouth needs to, to, to pick up a phone, not the mouth itself, but take, use your heads, pick up a phone and call one of your representatives, call somebody that can make a difference in your immediate community or within the world that we, that we live in. Do not allow your worship just to be something that stops within the sanctuary, but our hands, our mouths, our feet must also be conduits of worship as well, beyond just singing, beyond just uh, clapping our hands, beyond just getting on our knees in prayer. It needs to be proactive. It needs to be active. It needs to be practical as well. That is how worship and justice come together. It's beyond just singing. It's taking the songs that we sing about God and now transferring that to others as well. It's not either or, but it's both. You know, we have songs that talk about how worthy is the lamb that was slain, but we also have people that are literally being crucified by the injustices of our society. And we have a responsibility, saints of God, to take what we know, to take what we have, to take that worship that we're so passionate about and turn that passion into helping somebody else. And then lastly, just worship changes our proximity to people. I'm so excited about this point. This one spoke to me the most because this is an area that I'm consistently growing in as a Christian. Just worship changes our proximity to people. It goes from pity, like, oh, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. It changes from pity to full out compassion. When you are engaged in just worship, you have a level of compassion for people that goes beyond just looking at somebody hurt from a distance and actually engaging in their hurt and suffering with that person, suffering with that people. Worship cannot, just worship cannot be done from a distance. It has to get messy. It has to get dirty. It has to, you know, you have to come out of your church clothes. <laughs> you have to come out of the stuff that makes you look good and feel good sometimes and get into some dirty work and some messy work with those that are less fortunate than us. You remember the good Samaritan. He didn't, you know, call in help. He didn't just uh, turn in his taxes and hope that, you know, his taxes will go on and help those that, that need welfare. No, no. He got down and dirty with the man on the side of the road and did all that he could to help him. And just worship is the same thing. It has to move us closer to people because God's justice is merciful and mercy is not something that you offer at a distance. Mercy is something that you offer close up and personally, just like God offered his mercy and his justice to us, particularly when we did not deserve it. Uh oh, particularly when we did not deserve it, we must now extend that undeserving justice, that undeserving mercy to others. Worship does not separate us from people that are going through it, but it helps us embrace others that are going through pain, embrace others that are going through poverty, embrace others that are going through major, major injustices. We don't help from afar, but we get up close and personal when you are experiencing just worship. Saints of God, hear the word of the Lord. Do not extract your vertical relationship with God from your horizontal relationship with others. I don't mind saying it again. Do not extract your vertical relationship with God from your horizontal relationship with others. What am I trying to say? Stop being bougie. <laughs> there it is. Stop being bougie right? 
Christians should be the least bougie people in all of America. You're not Christ-like when you stay out of the space of others, but you are all the more Christ-like when you choose to help those that are poor, to help those that are blind, to help those that are downtrodden, and not just help them from afar, but to help them up close and personal, to feel their suffering, to walk through with their suffering, hold their hand while they're suffering. That's what just worship is. And this attitude, and I'm, I'm honest, that's something that I have to, that I'm, that I'm working out of my system because I think I, I'm like a lot of Christians. We were raised to think that the more holy you become, the more further you stay away from unholy, quote unquote, unholy people. But I'm learning in my walk with God, I'm learning in my journey, especially as I'm pastoring at Grace Community, that this attitude of worshiping God by separating ourselves who are in need of the same justice, who are in need of the same mercy, who are in need of the same compassion that we ourselves need. When we start separating ourselves and getting into this elitist, I'm holy, you're not, I'm saved, you're not, or even I'm saved, but you're at another level that you're that that I'm in. When we start having these kinds of thoughts and habits that affect our how we live out our lives for Jesus, God is like wanting to spew us out of our mouths. I'm challenging us as wild worshipers to start getting wild in how we express our love for God to others. We should be on the front lines of making sure that the people that are hurting, the people that are in pain, the people that are at the border, uh, behind bars, the people that are incarcerated, the people that are really going through major heartache, they should know Christ's love through us, not just through our prayers, not just through a TV show um, on TV or some kind of evangelistic show on TV, but by us literally walking with them through their struggles. Because at the end of the day, worship is about acknowledging that because Jesus took on my problems, because Jesus was there for me when I was at my lowest point, I now have a responsibility. I now have a mandate to take on the problems of others and not just take them on, but to help solve the problems of those that are going through it, because that's what Jesus did for me. I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that this has really challenged you to really consider what it means to be a worshiper, what it, need, what it means to be a, an active, practical worshiper that goes beyond just the pews and goes beyond just the 15-minute song set that we have um, at our services every weekend. I pray that this has blessed you, and if it has, please make sure that you share it with somebody. And especially if this podcast in general has been a blessing to you, would you be so kind as to just write a quick review on iTunes, just letting people know how how blessed you have been by what's been taking place on this podcast. I'm looking forward to continuing to dialogue with you all to discuss how we can become more like Jesus, how we can become more wild and free in our expression of who we are in light of what Christ has done for us. Please stay wild, and I'll talk to you next time.